0: Mystery Theater presents... peculiar only to the human species. So far as I know, man is the only living creature who will plot, plan, and punish to settle a score or get even. However, what is somewhat surprising is that the avenging angel of our story is a lady who had no enemies and had everything. Well, almost everything. Oh! Oh, my... my of assistance. Uh, I've turned my ankle on the gangplank. I... Well, I think I can help you, madam. Uh, I'll just lift you. Oh! Uh, oh! What are you doing? Put me down. I I don't even know who you are. Now, please don't make a fuss, dear lady. There's a whole line of passengers behind us waiting to get off the ship. It's so embarrassing. Just place your arms about my neck and hold on. I wouldn't want to drop you in the water down there, especially since we have only just met. The drama, Henrietta's Revenge, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr. and stars Patricia Elliott. I shall return shortly with Act One. There are two fascinating characters to go to make up our story of the shady, dark, and sinister. One, a lady very high up in the world of big business... The other, a man who lives by his wits, who in gambling circles is known as a low roller. What is another name for that? A born loser. We'll meet him now. Sergio. Go away,
1: I'm hot. I want to see you. Now. Can't you wait till his spin is finished?
0: You'll never win back what you've lost, Sergio. We're tired of you playing with our money. Come into my office, Sergio. We have uh, a little talk, to we This is a bad time for me, Fritz. You don't know how bad a time... If you don't do as I ask... You're threatening me. I'm not. But Hans, who is standing behind you, has his right finger on the safety catch. Fritz, what is there to talk about? A little matter of 25,000 dollars. Not cruiserials. We want to be paid. All right. How much time have I got? Two weeks. Don't be insane. How can I come up with 25,000 in 14 days? If I could have raised that, I'd have doubled my bets and not be in this fix. Two weeks is impossible. That's too bad. Fritz, ask yourself, is it better to wait a little longer and get what I owe you or dispose of me and get nothing? Mm Mm-hmm. How long do you need? Four weeks. No, 31 days. One month from today, January 13th, I shall be back here in Rio with every penny of your 25,000. I'll propose it to the boys. Where are you getting it, Sergio? How else? The old tried and true way. You're going to get married again? If I have to. You've got a rich woman on the string? I'll get me one. Mr. Hayward, I hope I'm not late. No, Miss Tufts hasn't arrived yet. You're from the uh, Savannah Tribune, right? Yes, that's right. I hear Miss Tufts is quite a gal. I told your editor on the phone yesterday. I can't guarantee she'll give you an interview. Uh, You are Tom Hayward. You're her personal secretary? Hayward. H-A-Y-W-A-R-D. Right. Um, do you find it awkward working for a woman? No, not in my case. We get along very well. So you wouldn't be against it? Well, it depends. On the bio I dug up, let's see. Henrietta Tufts was top honor student all the way through business college right here in Savannah. At 24, she took over her dad's gas station, and in two years parlayed that into a string of garages from Georgia to Alabama. At 26, Overseas Manager for Planet Airways. And at 28, she joined us here at U.S. Motors. And today, Miss Tufts is Executive Assistant to Carl Eaton, the President. Morning, Tom. Oh, oh, good morning, Miss Tufts. Um, There's a reporter here from the Savannah Trib who would like to interview you. Well, tell her she picked a bad day. I'll be available the week of January 5th. Come into my office, Tom. I want to see you. Did she say January 5th? Yeah, that's what she said. Well, I'd like to know why then. You'll be here. That's all you have to know. Tom, we have a pileup of work today. What's with January 5th? That's when I come back from the cruise. Uh, Well, you booked it. You ought to know. Who sent this box of flowers? (gasps) I don't believe it. Yellow roses. Uh, I'll see if I can locate it, Oh, you stay right here. There are ten girls out there who can come up with ten vases if I tell them to. Aren't you curious who sent this box of long-stem yellow roses? Uh, I think I know where I can find a tall vase. Tom, I said stay. Oh, no card. Don't you hate that. Darn it. Now I don't know who to thank. Happy birthday, Henrietta. Tom, you did. (laughs) Well, it was Jill's idea. To send me roses today? What a sweet thought. You got yourself some fiancé there, Tom. Jill Kramer. Detective. Hmm, sounds good. When's she getting a badge? A detective don't wear badges. You know what I mean. When? Well, as soon as she takes exam. Or remind me to send her something. So, she'll be a police detective. And then what? Well, hopefully we'll marry. Mm. Oh, Tom. <laughs> I envy you. I wouldn't say this to anyone else in the world. In the past year, you've handled so many confidential matters that we both know it isn't just a boss-secretary relationship. I'm jealous of you. I really am. Henrietta, there must be thousands of women who'd give anything to be at that desk. And who knows where it'll lead. For you, U.S. Motors might be a small step to the U.S. Senate. Don't cheer me up. I don't like it. Today I woke up. Another birthday. Darn it. I felt so sorry for myself. Boss, why do you make such a production out of it? It happens to be the big four. Four Four-oh. That's what bothers me the most. What? Being 40 years old? Don't slough it off like that. It's half a lifetime. Besides, I don't know how to say this exactly, but... Well, being a bachelor, I'm living half a life. That's the truth, Tom. Henrietta, don't say any more or we'll both be embarrassed. I used to think I'd never find anyone to share my life with. I'm 35. I had to wait 10 years till Jill came along. If I hadn't been sinking off Belle Isle, I might never have met her. You never told me that. Yeah, I grounded myself on a rock and here comes a police patrol boat and who should be in charge but a police woman? a girl. It was Jill. I, I was so embarrassed. Mm, you get so doggone lonely. <laughs> Round four. Saved by the bell. Miss Tuff's office. Tom, is Henrietta there? Uh, yes, sir. Right here. at the big boss himself. I'll be at my desk. Good morning, Carl. What's good about it? you seen the balance sheets? Carl, if you're testing my reflexes today, forget it. Mark down I failed the question. Okay, what's good about this morning? All right, Henrietta with you. Mm, not a bad idea at all. Might move our Z models. How much were you thinking of? Well, say 300 per car. Well, get those wheels rolling. Can you come over and we'll bat it around? I'll see you in ten minutes, Carl. Tom? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't see you. Carl's just come up with a brand new idea to move our Z models, rebates. Well, did he now? What a splendid notion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I wonder how he happened to dream that up. Uh, it is now Carl Eaton's brain, child. You've only been saying rebate the customers for months, since October. Well, no. <laughs> thank Jill for me. Those roses sure helped soften the 40 blows. Oh, the travel agent. I've done that. Your cruise is confirmed, leaving Savannah December 10th, so relax. That's why I'm taking three weeks off to relax. Can't you just see me? <laughs> Lying alone on a deck chair, or all by myself on a tropical beach. That's me, Henrietta Tufts, independent as a hog on ice. The gal who's got Everything.
1: will please leave from the boat deck. One at a time, please. Hold on to the gangplank railing. Plenty of time for everyone
0: to enjoy themselves. Oh! Oh, my foot. It's caught. May I be of assistance? I think I've turned my ankle... Oh, I can't, I can't walk. Well, what do you think we should do, madam? Well, not you know, I'm holding up all the passengers. Please, what are you doing? Now, you just relax and don't be afraid. The Commodore will carry you. Oh, that's all everybody tells me. Relax. Put me down. Now, I'll be happy to carry you the rest of the way to the dock. Put me down, sir. Now, don't make a fuss. There's a line of people behind us waiting to get off. Now, here, place your arms around my neck and hold on. I wouldn't want to drop you in the water. Just yes. There now. Doesn't that feel better? Oh, I feel so stupid. Sitting here outside a waterfront cafe with my foot on a chair. You know, I don't think it's too badly twisted. But a little ice, and the swelling will go down more quickly. Uh, Garcon, uh, would you bring us some champagne? Also, a napkin and some cracked ice. Uh, permit me to introduce myself. Sergio Barisi. I'm on the same cruise with you. And I am Henrietta Taus. I'm certainly glad you were standing behind on the gangplank. I don't know what I would have done. Ah, it was meant to be, madam. Now, you don't have to call me madam. I'm not married. Mademoiselle. Ah, the Commodore understands. You are not married at present. Who is this, uh, Commodore you keep talking about? The Commodore? <laughs> is me, I, am the Commodore. Of a ship? Oh, of many ships, my dear. A fleet of oil tankers, but that is only bread and butter. Actually, I'm Commodore only of my yacht and a few sailboats which I race in Bermuda and Sydney and Newport. A little sport, nothing. Ah, messy, Gerson. Now, you shall see, Mademoiselle Henrietta, the Commodore is also a doctor. Take a handful of ice, place it in the napkin... This will be cold on your ankle, so please don't be shocked. Tie the napkin gently, very gently, around your foot. And by the time we have finished the champagne, your foot, you won't feel it at all. Mr. Verese, after a bottle of champagne, I might not feel anything at all. <laughs> Mr. Varese ask why you are being so sweet and attentive to a complete stranger? Because I have a feeling that you are going to be very important in my life. And my feelings are very seldom mistaken. Of course, Henrietta Tufts is going to be important in the life of Sergio Vereese. He can tell by the way she is dressed that this is no poor girl out for the one cruise adventure of her life. And Sergio is an expert in spotting those who the confidence gamesters call a mark. And he can do it more quickly than any other golden fleecer. I shall return shortly with Act Two. That Sergio Varese, native of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, just happened to be on the same cruise ship with Henrietta Tufts, native of Savannah, Georgia. Not so. Henrietta was on vacation. Sergio was on the make. He had exactly 31 days to make $25,000 materialize before his creditors dematerialized him. Speed, therefore, was essential. Darling? Sergio? Tell me for your thoughts. Oh, nothing, Henry, sweetheart. The Commodore was just sadly looking over the rain into the fog and thanking heaven that we met and thinking that tomorrow this is all over. Does it have to be all over, Sergio? What can the Commodore do in America? My shipbuilding, my oil interests are all in Latin America. You could do all that from Savannah i tell you, darling, what I was thinking. There's no reason why my company, U.S. Motors, couldn't become interested in some phase of your shipbuilding or uh, oil tankers. There could be a merger there somehow if you wanted it. I'd welcome whatever could be done so that I wouldn't lose you now that I've just found you. Mm. Well, I'll be close to Sergio. That fog horn is a frightening sound. It's always fog in January on your American coast. Oh, we had beautiful times on the islands together, didn't we? You know we did, darling. I don't know why that sound makes me shiver so. Oh, it's as if it's trying to tell me something. My dearest girl, I wish that nothing would frighten you ever again. Will you always be there to make sure it doesn't, Sergio? What is it you're asking me? How is that possible? I think everything is possible. Well, friendship is up to a point. And it wouldn't be hard to say goodbye. Well, then, why say it? What else can the Commodore say but that? Are you sure that's what he wants to say? No. Why don't you say what's in your heart? I suppose, because the Commodore has won so many cup races, does not wish to lose does not wish to be rejected. What makes you think I'd reject you? Oh, many reasons. We come from different cultures. Well, that's nonsense. it. Sergio. Yes? Will you marry me? What did you say? I said, will you marry me? Will you become my husband? You're asking me that question? That's what I wanted to ask you. You were too slow. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Oh, my darling. I didn't hear you say Yes. Are you rejecting me? Of course not. You're making the Commodore the happiest man in the world. Now, come in, Henrietta. Come in. Take that comfortable chair and tell me all about him. Carl, I don't know where to begin. I must say, when you took three weeks off for a Christmas cruise, I didn't think you'd come back with a husband. Well, I'd always heard that a ship's captain could marry you, so we let him go ahead and tie a sailor's knot. Well, when am I going to meet this lucky man? Carl, we haven't had our honeymoon yet. Honeymoon? Henrietta, I can't spare you another day. I didn't expect you to. I'm coming back to work. You see, Sergio and I, we well, thought. Is that his name? S- Sergio? Yes. He's not going back to Rio just now. I persuaded him to move in with me till we decide where we're going to live. You're Brazilian, and this husband of yours, hmm? And from a very wealthy and distinguished family. I want you to meet one day. Hmm. He has a fleet of oil tankers, and maybe that's something U.S. Motors ought to be thinking about. So, my little Henrietta's married. Well, I view all that with. Uh... Mixed emotions. I dread to think we're losing a policymaker for a diaper changer. Oh, not for some time, Carl. Don't you worry. And um, you're sure about this fellow, are you? What do you mean? Well, I mean, someone you met on a cruise. I mean, you don't know his people. Or... Carl, how old am I? He's moved in with you now. It doesn't sound like a rich Brazilian to me, not the ones that I've met. What's his last name? Now, you're not going to put in a call to our Brazilian distributor and check him out, are you? Me? Call Rafael? Why would I do that? What is Sergio's last name? Verese. Okay. Sergio Verese. And if you really want to know, you suspicious old coot, he never has to do another day's work in his life if he doesn't want to. Oh, no? No. No. He has income from his businesses and investments, which are handled by his Rio bank, and it's a healthy six figures. All right. As long as you're satisfied, we're satisfied. But uh, I must tell you, it was somewhat of a strain for me those three weeks you were on your cruise. It's nice to be missed. You know, your secretary, Tom Hayward, did an okay job. Better than okay. I knew he would. One day, you'll be picking him out of the ranks. He was first class on follow-ups. And to get this rebate promotional out to all the dealers wasn't easy. Tom's not going to be a secretary all his life. Oh, you know he's engaged to a lady cop, studying to be a detective. I know that marriage is very important to you these days, but if you don't mind, let's put a little thought into selling cars, okay? Uh... Jill, I don't like it one bit. Tom, the fire's dying down. Will you take care of it? Did you hear what I said, Jill? Tom, I really don't want to hear any more about Henrietta Tuft's private life. Jill, I tell you, the man she's married to is an out-and-out con man. Do you expect me to believe that a woman with all that executive savvy has been snowed by some Latin gigolo? What hard evidence do you have? Already you sound like a detective. Detective Sergeant Jill Kramer, to you? You got any facts? Well, Friday I made out three checks to Sergio Varese, totaling $35,000 as she asked me to. When I said to her, hey, what's this? She said Sergio hadn't received his monthly remittance from his bank in Rio, and he was putting a down payment on some drilling equipment or something like that. What do you mean something like that? Well, she was awful vague about what the money was for, and I got the impression she didn't know herself. Well, where did she get the 35000 I had her treasury bonds sold, practically all her savings, and made out the checks to him like I was told to. Well, she's worked hard for every penny, saved all of her bonuses, lives quietly, and this guy meets up with her on a cruise, and they're hardly off the ship three days when he's borrowing big bucks. Joe, you know, we have to do something... Any ideas? Wait. That's all. Wait. And see if he pays it back. Sweetheart, I hate to do this with every fibre of my being. But I just got a cable today and they tell me that thirty five thousand isn't enough. They want twenty more. But I'm not I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I'm I'm a valued customer of Texas Tool and Dye, and for years they've been supplying us with rigs. They can't accept what I've sent them, and then the deal is off. You'd throw up the whole venture because they want a little more money as down payment on oil drilling equipment? It isn't the money, darling. It's the principle of the thing. I will not be held up by these crooks. I've written my brother and my father and mother. I've told them I'm not so sure that I care to remain here in a country where this is the type of treatment you receive. What do you mean, Sergio? You'd go back to Rio? What about me? What about us? Well, you'd leave America. Come with me, of course. I I, I would. Well, it's foolish Mm -hmm. pride, I know that. 20,000, they want more. I mean, what's 20,000? A drop in the bucket. The Commodore laughs at such things. It's the principle of it, Henry. Sergio, I won't have it. I've been having some conversations with the president of my company. And, well, frankly, I think there could be a future... Your company and U.S. Motors together. Besides, I have to stay here. What what, what would I do without you? My love, what did you do without me before? I don't know. I I can't even think. Look, I'll get that money for you. Now, don't you say a word. It's my contribution to our marriage. Anyway, by the end of the month, your bank will be sending you uh, how much? Seventy-five, conservatively speaking. So there, what do I risk? I can easily get another 20 through the firm. They know I'm good for it. That easily? Really? For an emergency? You may not realize it, my love, but your little American wife is worth quite a lot to U.S. Motors. Tom? Yes, boss lady? Has Mr. Eaton returned my call yet? His secretary just hung up. I was coming in with a message. Oh, come in then. I got a call from Rosemary and she said Mr. Eaton was a little under the weather and wouldn't be coming in until Monday. Oh, that's bad luck. Was there anything I can do for you? Oh, I'm afraid not. In this particular instance, only Carl himself can help me. Well, if it's something for immediate decision, uh, what about the chairman of the board? I can reach him. He's in Detroit all this week. No, no, that won't do. Get me my husband on the phone, will you? Yeah, I'll put it through from my desk. Darling, I want to come home and talk to you. Will you be there? I'm leaving the office right now. Yes, of course. How did you make out with the money? I'll tell you when I see you. Now, darling, I... Look, don't be angry, and try not to be disappointed. My boss, Mr. Eaton, is sick. He won't be back in the office before Monday. I need his approval before I can apply for a loan. Now, can it wait until Monday? Let's forget it, Show me Everything. Cancel the order for the drilling rigs. I'm not having you put to such trouble waiting on this man for permission to borrow money. It's demeaning, and I can't <coughs> allow my wife to do it, and that's final. Well, I-, I-, I can't do that, do you? Want- I- Look... I know, but I, I will get to the chairman of the board. By father, you will have everything. The whole 35000 you wanted. Don't you understand? Say, Joe, darling, I love you, and I don't want you to be unhappy. It's too much, Jill, just too much. Today was the end for me. She got the chairman of the board to authorize a $35,000 loan against next year's salary and bonuses. Well, I thought she already gave her husband 35000 She did. Out of her savings. He's had seventy altogether. I made out the checks. Three last time, and two this time. One for 15000 and one for 20 I asked myself, why? Oh, he's paying someone off. You think so? Mm. Well, you're the detective. I believe you... How she doesn't see she's being taken, I don't know. And she's only been Mrs. Sergio Barese for three weeks. If she's that. I never thought of that. If they're really married, you mean. How can we find out? Well, uh, we have a distributor in Rio called Rafael. Uh, Look, I'll give him a call, first on company business, and then ask him to check into this Sergio character. Jill, I never thought I'd ever do anything behind Henrietta's back, but somebody's got to protect her. You think it's her own fault, do you? How could Henrietta marry such a man on such short notice? On the other hand, didn't our Latin lover bring L-O-V-E into the lady's life? Surely that's worth something. It is amazing what a woman in love will stand for, but only up to a point. How far she will put up with him, we shall find out when I return shortly with Act Three. As I stand here in the wings of our mystery theater, I remember something Will Shakespeare said of a heroine of his. If thou rememberest not the slightest folly that ever love did make thee into, thou hast not loved. Will Henrietta remember these days as folly? She's within 30 seconds of opening her apartment door. Inside, her husband is on the phone. Fritz, Fritz, can you hear me? Yes, Sergio, I can. I got your letter today with its 25 enclosures. Good, that's why I called, just to make sure. We're, we're, We're all right, then. We're all paid up are you calling from? Savannah, Georgia in America. Sergio? What? Darling? I'm home. Fritz, I've got to hang up now. I'll see you. Well, hi, darling. Are you home all day? Trying to run an international business by telephone is not too satisfactory. Did you make any plans for dinner tonight? Matter of fact, I did, my darling. The Commodore is cooking for his lady tonight. Now, I never asked you, but do you like Brazilian dishes? I never had any. We have a drink first, no? Oh, we have a drink first, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it smells divine. What is it? It's a dish of my mother's, Feijwada. It is to us what your Thanksgiving turkey is to you. Here you are, darling, here's your drink. And here is to your mother. I telephoned her today. Darling, she's very, very ill. I must go to see her. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, of course you must go, and you must come with me. Oh, I wish I could, darling, but how could I? Well, you must. She's very anxious to meet you. Well, I can't. I've just had three weeks off. Well, one more week won't matter to your United States motors, but it could matter a great deal to my mother. Why so? Well, can't, can't we go see her in the spring? Well, as soon as she hung up, I called her doctor in Rio. He told me it was touch and go. What's wrong with her? Oh, many things. Look, now you understand, I cannot waste even a single day. I must take you to meet her. But what am I to tell Carl Eaton? What do I care what you tell your Mr. Eaton? Tell him the truth. That your husband's mother is in Rio, that she's dying, and she wants to meet you before she dies. And just who do you think you are, talking to me in that tone of voice? You are my wife, that's who. You have certain obligations, and it's about time you found out what they are. I'm sorry, your mother isn't well. In my country, we respect our parents, We fly to them when they need us. Fly, then. But don't count me in. Sergio, I suddenly realize you and I have a totally different way of looking at things. Careful with that drink. You're spilling it on my tile floor. I'll show you how careful I can be. Oh! Well, I see. So you and Brazil know how to act. Throw temper tantrums, break glasses... You pick up what you threw down, Sergio, every broken piece, and mop up the floor. In my country, the woman cleans the house. That was one of my best crystal glasses. You pick that up. I'll pick up nothing for you. I must have been crazy to become involved with an American. Oh. Ha. Huh. So, Carl was right. It's true what he said. What's true? Never mind. I want to know what has been said about me. Uh, uh, you're twisting my arm. I won't tell you anything. Uh, you think force is the way to treat people? I'm sure, you. Oh! Sergio, you have no idea how sorry you're going to be that you slapped me. that Henrietta just stopped and left for Rio. Mr. Eaton, I'm trying to explain. I talked to her husband. He said his mother was very ill, and they decided to go to Rio and see her. But Henrietta just took three weeks off. Now, why didn't she call me and say something? It's just not like her. I've been worried for days, Mr. Eaton. So I called Mr. Raphael in Rio. I asked him to check Varese out. I was just bringing you his cable. Yeah, I see that. Hmm. Confirmation. There is a Mr. and Mrs. Sergio Varese listed in the Rio directory. Rafael. Well, is that him and a wife, or his mother and father? Just what I was wondering. Well, Tom, tell you what I want you to do. I want you to follow up on this any way you can. Don't care what you do, how you split your time between investigating and work here or whatever it costs. Well, my fiance is with the police department. I know that. I mean, since Henrietta's married, she's just not the same girl. It's too valuable to the corporation for us not to keep track of her. Mr. Eaton, the call from Rio you've been expecting for a week is on the line. Oh, uh, good. <clears throat> uh, hello, uh, Rafael. Yes, well, I've been hanging in mid-air for eight days waiting for your news. Yes, the ship docked in Rio yesterday. I got that. What do you mean, he was, but she wasn't? Why didn't you call me sooner? Look, don't pay any attention to directors' meetings. My wife never does. They did? This morning? All right, fine, fine. Goodbye, Raphael, and, and thanks. Ship got into Rio. A Verizzi character disembarked, but Henrietta didn't. She wasn't in a cabin. The next day, the ship started back for Savannah, and got on alone. Well, I don't know how he did it, but he took 70000 of her money and then he... Well, I don't dare say what I suspect. What, what? Tell me, Tom. Well, I hope she didn't discover he was a phony and face him with it, so he had to get her out of the way. Well, if that's true, why would he come back to the States? When does that ship get back here? Hey, look, Tom, check the line. When it docks, you'll be there. I certainly will, Mr. Eaton. Uh... you two. Kramer, is this your boyfriend? Yes, Captain Tom Hayward, and he's just as determined to get to the bottom of the Henrietta Tufts mystery as we are. The
1: woman who married the Fern, yeah, and then went off with him to Rio without telling her boss. Well, she's hardly a missing person, Kramer. Now, what do you want to see me around?
0: Well, the ship got in yesterday morning, but it docked two hours before schedule, and when Tom and I got there... No Henrietta. And no Sergio Vereza either. Captain, I'd like to request permission to examine the cabin they were booked on. Well, I don't see why not. And I'd like to go back to the apartment Henrietta shared with her husband and search further. If you can get a warrant from a judge, fine.
1: Otherwise, I don't know anything about it. You didn't ask me. Kramer, the more practical experience you can get before they make you a detective, the better. Keep the department posted.
0: Yes, sir. Come on in, Tom. Oh, that sure was a cooperative superintendent. Jill, I'm still shook up over seeing the cabin they were in. You mean because of the porthole? Porthole? It was a full-size window plenty large enough for him to push their body through it somewhere between Savannah and Rio. Now, look, just because no one saw her get off the boat in Rio doesn't have to mean that. All the people we talked to, the crew, stewards, they don't remember seeing him getting on or off either. Come on. Let's have another look at the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty much the same to me as it did before. Mm-hmm. Except That one side of that double bed has been slept in. Henrietta? Shh! It's him, Sergio Varese. May I ask what you two are doing in my bedroom? My name is uh, Kramer, 13th Precinct Police. Uh, Here's my ID. Lady policeman? Well, I'm Mr. Varese, and I live here. Who is he? I'm your wife's secretary. Where is she? Where is Henrietta? Tom, I'll ask the questions. I'll be glad to help you all I can. Mr. Varese, where is your wife? Isn't she here? Now, come on, you know she's not. Tom! Mr. Varese, you thought your wife was here? Well, of course. Where else would she be? And where have you been? I've been to Rio to see my mother. Now, where have you been since your boat docked yesterday? I spent last night in the apartment. So you knew your wife wasn't here? I thought she might have come back by today. Mr. Peresi, would you mind coming along with me to the police station? Not at all. If you can help me find her. Now, just wait one second till I change my tie. I'm beginning to understand, Jill. What? How Henrietta could have been taken in by this man. He is certainly one cool cat. Captain Connolly, I can tell you only what I know. Yes, I had booked passage for Henrietta and myself to sail to Rio to visit my sick mother. Why sail if it was such a rush deal? Why not fly? I'd hoped to recapture some of the magic of the first time my wife and I had met. I know it was foolishly romantic of me, because Henrietta never made the trip anyway. Ah, oh, well... He... Let's hear Mr. Borrezi tell it his own way. Well, about three weeks ago, before we sailed, we had a quarrel, as married people often do... About seeing my mother. Henrietta refused to go with me and simply walked out. Well, then she never sailed with you. Mr.
1: Varese, I put it to you. Your wife did not quarrel with you, and you are not expecting her here in Savannah. Well, what do you think happened?
0: you think I killed her? Why do you say that? Because the inference is obvious. If I killed her, where is the body? Your wife is very
1: much alive and at this moment is in Rio. Mr. Varese, you already had a wife when you married Henrietta Tufts. That much we know.
0: But, Captain, why hasn't Henrietta shown up yet? Give her time. But, but if she doesn't, Captain, uh, are we going to charge this man with bigamy when the real charge should have been murder? Crema.
1: this time, Mr. Varese, there are no charges against you. We're in touch with the police in Rio, and if the information we have proves correct, You will be charged with bigamy and deported. In the meantime, I urge you not to leave Savannah.
0: You know, Jill, I used to come down to this airport a lot for the company, picking up VIPs, seeing Henrietta off on her business trips, but never felt as rotten as I do now. Oh, Tom, I can see one of the marshals from here walking back from the plane. The other one's riding with Beresi, and we'll turn him over to the police in Rio. He's gotten away with murder. That's what it is, pure and simple. Oh, you have to understand how the law works, Tom. There was no body, no evidence of foul play, just our suspicions. All we know is that Beresi has a wife in Rio, We better head back to town. Captain Connolly will be asking for my report. Jill. Ah. Honey, if you don't mind, I'll hang around the airport for a little longer. Hmm? I used to go to the VIP bar with Henrietta for her last-minute instructions and a drink. Uh, I feel like having one now. Sure, Tom. I can understand. I'll see you tonight. Tender, uh, I'll have another double. i make that a bourbon on the rocks for me. Well, Hello, Tom. Henrietta? Is that you? You look as white as a sheep, Tom. Well, well, I always look like that when I see a ghost. Henrietta, you're alive. I have been all along. It is so good to get out of hiding. You didn't see me at all, did you? I followed you out here? (laughs) I wouldn't have missed seeing handcuffs on that louse for anything. Where have you been? Wearing this black wig and sunglasses, living in a hotel, and counting the days until they kick Sergio out of the country. I thought someone might think he'd murdered me, so I called Carl and he said he'd keep it quiet, which reminds me, Tom, Carl is waiting for the news. Let's get over there. Henrietta, you're a sight for sore eyes. I'm sorry I couldn't see you right away, but a call just came in from Rafael in Rio. And what did he say? He was at the airport when the marshals unloaded the man you thought you were married to. I tell you, that Sergio character is in big trouble. Seems he mailed $25,000 to pay off a gambling debt. Brazilian customs checked it. Resealed the envelope, and then picked up the addressee, big-time gambler who thought he'd been set up. He gave their cops a list of Sergio's wives as long as you're on, including his legal wife. Then when he landed, they found the rest of the 70,000 he took from you, checked the numbers we sent them, got him on bigamy, theft, smuggling currency. Gotta be 10 to 20, Raphael says. Oh, yeah, come in, Tom. Uh, Henrietta, that reporter from the Trib showed up again wanted to know if you'd married a married man. Well, I told her there wasn't an ounce of truth in it and that she'd just done herself out of an interview. What did I tell you, Carl? Didn't I say Tom Hayward was going places in this company? Sergio Varisi was quite indignant when he was searched upon arrival in Rio. He had 50,000 hidden in a money belt. Since he'd already paid his gambling debts of $25,000, 5 of that 50 was his own. But no one believed him, and it was all confiscated. And that reminds me of two jokes by my favorite playwright, which I'll be happy to share with you when I return shortly. Who often wrote about swindlers and the swindled was William Congreve. In fact, he could have conceived the plot just unfolded, certainly the characters. Women, he said, are like tricks by sleight of hand, which to admire we should not understand. Would that be Henrietta? As for Sergio, Congreve wrote, He that first cries, Stop thief, is often he that has stolen the treasure. Our cast included Patricia Elliott, Joyce Gordon, Bob Caliban, and Mandel Kramer. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale.
1: Did you get rid of the rat?
0: Well, we don't know. We haven't seen it for two days. I, I knew those pellets would do the trick. We're not sure it ate any of them. How? Oh? It kept pushing them down at us from its nests. Up there. You don't believe me? I don't believe anything that might happen in this house. Uh, so that's him staring down from the wall. The old hanging judge himself, eh? that's him. Evil as evil can be, he is. You can tell it to look at him. Curious you should put it that way. What way? You said he is not. He was.
1: Of course he is. He won't believe his spirit's here in that barrel, but we know it. And mark me, you're in for a hard lesson, don't I know it?
0: This is E.G. Marshall, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.